ladies and gentlemen, welcome back on the Watchama Show and welcome Ellen back on the Watchama Show. <laughs> this is episode 18. We survived. We could say that this is uh, the first episode of the second series and that means that uh, the first year, the first season is gone. We had to wait a couple of months, <laughs> but now we are back and uh, there will be some other episodes coming soon. But this is a kind of a good sign, a good omen, let's say, that uh, we can have this episode again with Ellen because we already talked about that I think the first time that you're gonna come back and welcome back on the show thanks Jolt uh, happy to be here for the start of the second series of the second yeah. season <laughs> and with the beautiful weather here in Wachnien uh, the weather changed for us and uh, yeah it's really nice right now so I'm actually also happy that I came here rode my bike here and uh, enjoyed the weather because I'm at the house a lot yeah. <laughs> So leaving is nice. So what's happened in the last <laughs> more than a year, I guess? Wow. Because there was the, the the boat project, and the big question was how can we, how can you actually uh, fit in the bigger, yeah, fit your current life into the bigger boat project yeah. life, and uh, yeah, make yeah. make some sense, and also like pretty much you were on, on the same uh, pattern like me with like following your guts and your heart and it can be very tricky because it just doesn't make sense yeah. even to you but for sure not for your environment yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that plan um yeah was was alive for for a while and then um yeah, we did it. We, we took a lot of steps, like taking, I think I took a big course uh, for it and um, which is really nice. And I, I met a lot of uh, interesting people and um, and then I started doing some practical lessons as well in uh, in a lake close to Utrecht. But we were never really able to to find the, the, the true mission for that. And also we were not really able to to raise the money to, to buy the boat that mm. we wanted to. And also uh, we had a baby. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. So that also put a little twist in the, in the plans. We were open, open for it too. And, and we always said that, um, you know, if the baby came, uh, we didn't really want to plan the baby that much. We were open for it for a while. And, uh, we thought, okay, if the baby comes, of course that's priority. Yeah. And then the trip uh, might happen some other time. So I think we planted the initial seeds and hopefully yeah. down down the road it happens or, or whatever. Maybe another type of exploration happens as well. So, yeah. I mean, you have your, your paperwork, so all of the documents, the, your, your certifications. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I need to. I got my um, uh, small sailing ship. Um, competent crew certification only the theoretical part yeah. um for actually it's actually for commercial sailing ships but yeah if, if i would want to use it more professionally i would have to do the practical side but it gave me a lot it was a I think a 13 course uh, mm. program and yeah it gave me a lot of insight into the sailing world all the way from yeah you know all the physics of, of, of the ship mm. and the um, 
yeah the physics of, of the of the ship itself the physics of the sails mm. uh the different types of constructions of boats the, the sailing in different kinds of weathers me meteorology navigation yeah we learned a lot and it was really really nice uh, mm. to get into that world so yeah so i was you know even even if the sailing dream was just for that was it was nice <laughs> yeah it is like the same same it was it's a nice example your story how everything uh, changed all of a sudden yeah. because of the baby this yeah. is like a man plans uh, god loves yeah or something like that but also <laughs> like uh, these these guys who are trying to you know stretch uh, reality on their or shape the reality on their own way sometimes uh, they also admit that geez we have not much choice so there was there is some higher uh, hidden yeah. hidden faith or i don't know what yeah. what uh, organizes the things and we can we can plan a lot yeah. but yeah who knows what's gonna happen yeah i feel like yeah. i feel like planning is a I, I i don't really like planning per yeah. se or at least it's not what comes natural to me but I think planning is good in the sense that it gives you in that moment a direction yeah. but yeah the important the important part at least for me is not to get too attached with the outcome of the plan because yeah along the way then you find another crossroad and then you mm. have to decide again and you have to yeah make a decision again yeah so it was a kind of uh, very quick uh, decision to drop uh, the entire project or what was a kind of uh, transformation uh, from ship to baby project <laughs> let's say yeah well when we found out that we were that we were pregnant uh yeah the, the energies of course shifted a lot we were trying to see if we could fit it somehow uh maybe maybe do maybe doing it the other way around like um staying here for a little bit longer and then going back to costa rica and then doing it from costa rica back which that's still an option but but yeah we want the baby to be a little bit older of course mm. and yeah we you know we juggled with different ideas for for a while but but now i think yeah in, in the short term uh, it, it's, a, it's it's a no at least it's a no to do it by ourselves hmm. we still have it open if somehow like the op the, op the option comes that we can go uh, with another ship and and you know we go a screw but then you know el kid like focuses mainly on just taking care of the kid and then when, when the of, of paco and when paco is like you know you know you know in a safe environment then she can maybe help out with other things but yeah. but yeah we wouldn't do it just by ourselves because i think yeah. it just it, you know it we already have like experience what it is to to take care of paco and it's mm. uh when you know whenever he's not napping you have to be be, be with him all the time so yeah. So it requires attention all the time. So you cannot be thinking about, you know, putting the sail, changing the sail, mm. et cetera, et cetera, when you have to be focused on that. So, so yeah. Yeah, but it's also like, uh, you know, it's also good to take smaller chunks or yeah. different uh, kind of uh, challenge yeah. with a baby. Yeah. And then uh, when he gets older. Yeah, you can try it again. Yeah. yeah. And then you have also some experience. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a seed they got planted, and uh, we put a lot of energy into it, and uh, it, 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 it was also, yeah, 
it, it became a little bit stressful too because we really wanted it and we were trying to push and try to figure out what idea would, would work to try to raise some money for it and also i was working really hard to to make the money but but yeah it, it then then there was a, <laughs> a change so but yeah so yeah so it was a nice seed that got planted and then we'll see when it manifests okay and what what other changes uh, you experienced uh, in the last year or so uh, yeah like from the boat you you shifted i think it was already this time of the year last uh, last year when you figured out that uh, we were pregnant the, yeah. yeah 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 so yeah, I, I, when when I was when was the show last time? I can't remember exactly. Yeah, I think uh, we we recorded it uh, the end of 2017, but okay. we released it uh, later yeah. in February. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What has happened is, I think the the main project that I got involved with that that I was had been involved with kind of like on and off was um, baking bread, baking my own bread and using sourdough as as a starter. So yeah, using a, a mother dough as as a starter. So with wild fermentation, and that that yeah, it took several shapes. First, I started doing it. The breads were coming out more or less. I was still like inspired by by you know like cooking with like natu naturally fermented stuff, uh, and and I and I and I like also the the natural fermentation of other uh, vegetables as well. But the the bread was kind of like a, a calling my name a little bit, hmm. so I started that and then I quit for a little bit and then I restarted it again and I started uh, uh, giving them away those breads. I started giving them away and I started like building really nice relationships through that. For example, I became really good friends with um, uh, with 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 the with the person that owned the pet store the pet store where mm. I bought the food from for my dog, and we and I ended up finding out that he was a, a homeopath or or like a, a hobbyist homeopath. Mm. He liked to study a lot of that and kind of like a lot of like the energetics of the body and how like disease transitions between the different levels of the of the, of, the, of yeah of our being and so yeah we, we we it was a really nice connection that that we had together so i i saw you know this bread baking and giving as a nice way of like um connecting with community because yeah uh, my way to connect with the community was through the creative garden when i arrived here but then I, since my work is online and stuff like i was having a hard time to to you know to be more to have an excuse to be out there more hmm. so this i found it a really nice way because it was a nice way of giving and then that like open open a place to like have a conversation with a person then i thought then i started kind of like real realizing that i was a little bit imposing the bread on some people because hmm. i was giving it giving it away so then i stopped again and then I learned a new technique about how to do the bread and I started getting better. So I started actually selling it um, mm. and I would take it on my bike in the mornings, Tuesday mornings, wake up and take it to people. And that was really nice as well. And some, some, some I remember doing it in, in the winter it was really cold, but also really kind of like livening too. Mm. And then I, that also like was for a period then I can't, you know, it got, in, it got, it got like a routine and something that I had to do. So I kind of like stopped that again. And now my next thing is that that I that I continue now I continue with the bread. I took some classes in um in in 
I went to France for, for work mm. and I got, I got to do some classes there and that was really great. And I also learned some new techniques and now I feel like the bread is getting better. Uh, so, so now I'm doing, um, I'm starting to do workshops, uh, mm. with the bread and my main mission with, with that is, it's also like a little bit jumbled up in, in my head, but, um, my main mission is to, to see if I can connect, you know, like local sourcing of, of, of ingredients. And then, you know, people going back to like working with their hands or cooking with their hands, uh, cooking their food with their hands and uh, through bread. And also, you know, I have like the side that I really like herbalism too. And, uh, so I'm starting to make these uh, chimichurris. So like mix of herbs mm. and uh, oil and vinegar mm. to, that can be used for the breads. So my, my slogan right now is, uh, <laughs> for myself, <laughs> uh, the bread opens the heart and the herbs do the healing. So, mm. <laughs> that's cool. so that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of like the path that I've been, uh, in the past. Yeah. Maybe more than a year. I think now, I think I've been baking for, yeah, maybe two and a half years, but now more, more, more strongly. And, um, and yeah, just continuing with work and, you know, focusing and learning about education as well, because you know, this is a question that now comes up having a kid too, you yeah. know, how, what, what's going to be the, what are the decisions that we're going to make for, for education for him? And, you know, we had, there's every, every, everything that like every step of the way, even like when the baby is already born, you know, and you have to like breastfeed or, or, or whatever, or even like having the kid at the, in the house or, or in the hospital or whatever, like there's a lot of decisions that seem like really big you know like mm. at, the, at the end of the day maybe you know there's no really wrong path but in the moment mm. it seems like really big decisions so so yeah so we're in that journey of uh learning how this little human being grows and uh yeah. how he learns and you know how to create an environment that is um positive 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 to him for him to evolve into his maximum potential, I guess. And also at the same time, finding ways to also get enough rest ourselves and, you know, be uh, balanced ourselves. And which, yeah, like I had an episode last week that I kind of like went out of balance at all. And I, I had like almost, it took me like almost a week to recover. So, mm. so yeah, so there's a lot of, it's definitely a challenge, but super enjoyable. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. The back back to the bread it's yeah. a very important mission because the bread just in my lifetime yeah. changed so much yeah. i mean we had these really i mean i'm still from the era <laughs> <laughs> when there was no sliced bread yeah. in at first okay uh, maybe the the breads were like uh, two kilos or one kilo yeah and that's it you could have a uh, uh, half of it or quarter for two kilos bread but that was it yeah. and when uh, we started to see these sliced breads and they are like so fluffy like what's happening yeah but the, the newer generations or how the people get uh, really programmed to accept the the new trends yeah yeah it's taking away a lot of tradition the quality yeah. is much lower yeah actually these uh, breads with bag in bags yeah uh, they get more the pretty quick yeah but the traditional breads yeah 
they don't even mm. for a week uh, yeah. after a week you can still eat it yeah 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 it's um yeah i i like i like the the sourdough baking yeah from from the standpoint of going back to to older ways i don't know all the scientific parts of, of the health but from what i've listened to to people that have been doing this for a longer time than me is that um the the, the slower the slower fermentation of of from the natural yeast and bacteria um pre-digest the, the the grain mm. so then it's more uh, absorbable for the for the human um, yeah that makes sense i think in general i think uh i also heard from from another from another, yeah, a kind of like an agric- uh, restoration agriculture guy, I think called the Mark Shepherd. Mm. He says that we are not really designed to 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 digest grains, like like you know chickens and stuff are, but yeah. we are not. So, but yeah, we've we've introduced bread in our cultures for a long time, and I think the ferment the you know the natural fermentation and the long ferment long periods of fermentation are the ones that allow it uh, allow us to, to to digest it and to eat it yeah yeah because this uh, gluten-free yeah. thing is also like a kind of new phenomenon yeah like there yeah. was i mean people yeah. just became gluten-free uh, gluten intolerant all of a sudden yeah and i don't remember when i was a yeah. child that uh, anyone had problem like that yeah i don't know can you recall any no yeah for me it's super new even yeah. even i started learning about it in my adulthood no like mm. you know yeah, in my, my a couple of years ago yeah. maybe five uh, exactly. seven years ago yeah. started it exactly so the 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 guy that i, I in, in france i did a workshop and the guy was saying that what is happening with the gluten right now is that the, the more traditional grains or the heritage grains don't have that much gluten but the long lo, the longer fermentation let's let's uh, yeah kind of like the, the gluten develop or something or or what you know because what makes it rise is the air that gets trapped in the in the in the bread and mm. the more like gluten i guess the more bigger the bubble can get basically mm. um right now right now the grains mm. that, are, that are used now for for commercial breads have a lot of gluten so they can do a quick fermentation and they basically what he was saying is like the gluten is like the muscle of the bread Mm. in a slow fermentation you work out the muscle you work the muscle so eventually you have a space where the air can be in in the in the in the in the more in the in the Mm. in the newer grains that are done for a faster fermentation um the muscle is already there so you just have to like pump almost pump in the air and and that's it so i think he was saying that that's what yeah, causes. But that's why they are also so fluffy. They, yeah. they, the 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 texture is just so yeah. different. You cannot yeah. spread some uh, butter in <laughs> yeah, it uh, yeah. on it uh, often. Yeah. 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 For, for like I always uh, yeah I, I always question the, the 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 situation with the gluten, especially when I started like do, doing the sourdough because I thought I thought like you know you need the gluten for it to rise. So you know we probably always had gluten. In, in a way yeah. so 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 then I, I thought that probably the, inter- the intolerances not were not really coming from the gluten but but from more from like the additives to the to, mm. the, to the grains i thought this is this is just an idea that, that i had but i haven't really researched it that much either so mm. yeah you know so yeah uh, for me 
the yeah for me the answer to all this is you know get the, the closer you can get to to the to the food the better yeah. and and then you 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 skip all all the stages where where it's a black box you know yeah so but it's with all the f- all kinds of food exactly mostly. exactly at least if if you cook it for yourself you know the ingredients yeah. even if you don't grow it at yeah. least you are closer to it and you can and also you transmit your energy to it too yeah. so your love your love yeah your hate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah yeah no, your love but but yeah also in in this trip to paris in one of the bakeries that i visited like i i i learned about an interesting uh, movement that there's that, that is happening that is called the uh, paysan boulanger so mm. like yeah the peasant uh, bread maker or mm. uh, and basically what they're doing is yeah they're they're, they're start they're starting they're starting to replant uh, heritage grains so mm. the original grains that were used for for bread making but they also plant them in a, in mixed fields they don't plant like a monocrop they plant a mixed field of, of yeah. grains and then they harvest them all together and then they they they, they create a bread off of that and 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 these people are like are, are doing the whole, the whole cycle are you know are growing the grain and then harvesting milling and then doing the bread because at the moment well first because it's it's an art for them and also because there is not really a market to to sell mixed grains that much because there's not a lot of uh bakeries that want to, that bakeries normally want to be sure that they can that the product that they make is always consistent when you have a mixed grain you're gonna have different results, you yeah, know. Yeah. So yeah, they are standardized. They exactly, are standardized, standardized yeah. products, and yeah, yeah. they want to stick to it. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, so I thought it was a really cool movement. Yeah. First, because yeah, it's it's not a monocrop anymore. You know, it's a there's added biodiversity to the place where you're planting the stuff. So, so yeah. that's positive for the for the for the for the nature. place <laughs> for nature exactly. And then, and then, yeah, that they can actually make the bread kind of like in the old way, and you know they have like big uh, firewood ovens, and yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. I wish um, I can do a course with them soon, or, or go to see how 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 they do the entire process. I'm planning to go and see how they do the the wheat here in Hemen or Hemen. There's it's, it's an area on the okay. other side of the river uh, where where they where where the um, the Molin in Wageningen gets gets their wheat, mm. so they they mm. get their wheat. Not all of their products are, are local local. I think that all of them are local to Europe, but they get a lot of their 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 wheat from local mm. here. Cool. So that's really nice too. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So that's been my journey in the in the past. Uh, yeah, that, that's been going for two years, but now I've been like kind of like pushing a little bit harder for it. Mm. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see where where it ta- where it takes me. I'm. Uh, I I know that I can like get on and off on that. Like sometimes I'm really motivated, and sometimes you know I because it requires like feeding the starter. If you have it out, it requires work every day, yeah. and you have to. It's a living thing. So hmm. sometimes it's nice to give it a rest and give myself a rest too. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, that's that's more. Yeah, hobby and always thinking about how to to turn it into something bigger, you know, that I can like spend more time in. Yeah. Uh, right now it's a uh, yeah, hobby and and yeah, doing my work and then thinking a little bit about the, about the future. We're thinking mm. about probably going back to Costa Rica at the end of the year. So that's also um, keeping a lot of time in my head. So mm. yeah. 
talking about education, what you mentioned, that yeah. if it's important or not, sometimes I, I look back uh, and even if uh, someone just uh, goes to one class uh, earlier or later, yeah. you know, because for example there is some some kind of regulations uh, uh, when you have to if you born a certain part of the year then you can uh, start uh, the elementary school six years later in September if you born if you were born earlier then you can just start in the next year and how much of a difference can be between the the classes yeah like for example in uh, gymnasium or we we, we call it gymnasium it was a secondary school Uh, the one class uh, who I supposed to uh, yeah by age I was originally uh, their age maybe one or two months uh, yeah younger so I I had the chance to start later but these guys how do you call this this uh, teacher who is the head of the the class? Yeah, we would call it a PE teacher, so a physical education teacher. Yeah. PE? Why? I mean, he was the head of the entire class. I mean, ah. he, he was, uh, you know, he he was in charge of the class. Ah. So, but better, better an older, like, like a grown up. Yeah, a teacher, a, a teacher, teacher, a teacher. There was a teacher who was also giving uh, lectures, but he was also managing the the, the class. Ah, wow, we never. You, we you didn't, didn't have, have yeah. Oh. And so, for example, our uh, yeah class ch- uh, chief, uh, yeah. <laughs> whatever, was a lady who who was an English teacher, yeah. and uh, her husband was a lawyer, and some yeah some tougher totally different attitude from the one class above us yeah. where the guy was a mathematician and uh, also phys- no, math and uh, geography that okay. was his uh, two hobbies and he was taking the class to rafting and all kinds of uh, okay. challenges and uh, climbing mountains and most of the, the class became some uh, you know some very smart almost nerds like in uh, computer science and physics but they were still very outdoor okay you know and uh, compared to our class where yeah yeah we we didn't do that kind of stuff and yeah my uh, classmates became more like lawyers uh, doctors that kind of stuff okay so it's just such a difference I don't know how does it work in other educational systems, but uh, yeah, it was just a nice, nice to see back how how much can your peer group influence yeah, nice. you, yeah. and how a teacher can influence an entire class. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah what what I'm, what I'm what I'm reading a lot now is um, is about yeah how how what's the best way to for kids to 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 learn, and what what I'm what I'm finding is that. The, the best way that a, that, a, that a kid learn is, is through playing like playing is kind of like it's 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 an innate make it kind of like by design even all, all mammals do this you know by playing they, they learn the ropes of of their society and and kind of like what they and, and and a lot of the play comes 
yeah based on uh, imitating the reality mm. and but 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 it normally it gets it gets uh, uh tampered when 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 an adult gets involved then the play you know gets structured by the adult and then and then the kids like lose their lose their freedom to to create it themselves so yeah. that also creates uh a negative response also in, in the kids and and and, and also the, the mixture of the of the of the age groups um you know i also grew up in in in, in a setting where my all my classmates were my age or like one year difference maximum but it, they they say that the the difference in age groups is really important too because a kid for example that is four years old has a much easier time learning from a kid that is five then you know then a kid that is 15 or even from a grown-up yeah. because the you know the, the things that the five-year-old already evolved are, yeah. are still a little bit close to, to yeah, him yeah. so he can like re sense. relate yeah. yeah so yeah so that's that's been a kind of like eye-opening and there's 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 schools that, that are there of course there's the home the movement of like homeschooling um, yeah. and a lot of people are a little bit against that because they say that it's harder for the kid socially like the kid has yeah. like less less yeah. time to socialize and you know that could be true i had a really good 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 group of friends in, in uruguay so so then you have to like make an effort to to take your kids to other social socialization things but but now they're starting to be schools that are that are kind of like free kind of like mm. like you just go and then you just uh it's, they're kind of like directed by the students themselves mm. And, and there's freedom to do to there's basically grown-ups but the grown-ups are only facilitators of, of what the kid wants to learn like for example if the kid wants to learn about soil or whatever then yeah. you know maybe the grown-up like figures out how to get a shovel or or, or, or they work together to to do yeah. it um but yeah they're, they're even like free to leave the school there's a forest nearby yeah. they can go there so yeah I it sounds like similar to the waldorf schools yeah yeah, yeah. but uh what I kind of uh, grab as a as an essence yeah. that maybe it's just good to uh, teach the kids some kind of common sense yeah. like a, uh, like as a main like, tool yeah like like a, a very decent uh, layer of common sense from experiences data or yeah just just uh, try it and, and do it and see it and feel it yeah instead of uh, getting into some uh, very weird uh, details or specific details yeah. from a uh, very young age but you're gonna at least i forgot most of it yeah, exactly <laughs> no i know with uh yeah with the era of the internet you know there's you know everything you can find online so yeah. and normally yeah we, we even for, our brains are i think getting to the point that they're forgetting the details because they they know that they can go pick it up you know online and also from also that I, something that i heard is that is interesting is that like even even now like the, the workplace the traditional workplace is even expecting and demanding demanding from 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 employees to be more like versatile you know to have like different um, qualities and and to be able to like be able to make decisions more, more yeah or on the fly or, or be more creative or stuff like that it's not really the industrial era 
Uh, you know, you just do this uh, re repetitive task and you're part of the system and that's how you collaborate. No, it's yeah. like you need individuals that are creative and finding new new solutions and new ways of, of going. So the, 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 even even the work, the work environment is already demanding that from from children. But the education system is still having like a really uh, sl like slow letar lethargic um, reaction to it. Yeah. And and they're still like you know teaching in. Of course, I haven't been in a school for a while, so I I don't mm. really know for sure. But from what I hear is, they're still uh, you know teaching as kind of like in the industrial era time. You know, like there's mm. one superior person that tells you what the truth is, and I'm sure the things have changed because they're cell phones, and I I don't really have a cell phone in in, in school mm. or yeah or a smartphone in school, so I'm sure that things have to be different in the classes yeah. already because it's like. I don't know. The professor's probably much more pressured to 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 know a lot of what he's talking about or know exactly because the the the, the child could just go outside to the to take a to take a pee and check like hey this person is not talking right or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's more more of a instead of just having one person that is the authority, more having like a communication between all the students and everybody learning from everybody mm -hmm. else. And yeah, you know, why not have like access to the internet in a class mm -hmm. and everybody researching and collaborating, you know? Yeah, yeah, but also uh, somehow I, I feel the, I, I, until a certain age, the not the authority, but the kind of the, the structure, the role model yeah. is needed. Yeah. Uh, because also at certain level it's good I mean it's good that uh, if children are friendly and uh, easygoing yeah. but it's also good if they try to uh, figure out how to deal with the adults because outside the school se school setting maybe adults uh, won't react uh, yeah. the same way yeah yeah. So it's also for their own safety. And <laughs> <laughs> attack me, attack me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's interesting where even just one year can make such a difference uh, in someone's uh, upbringing. Yeah, yeah. Or one classmate or. Well, there's a yeah. There's I've been I've been listening about uh, also this. Uh, well, this is a little bit changing of subject, but have you listened to Gabor Mate or yeah. no? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he talks a lot about like, you know, how, how children get influenced in the first years or whatever. And uh, yeah, so first years of a, ki of a kid's life are really, really yeah. important. Which obviously yeah. right now that I'm a parent, I'm like always like, hmm, is that like traumatizing for him or not? Mm. <laughs> mm. Of course, I'm not, not trying to overthink it, but, you know, I have it in the back of my mind a bit. Does he have also stuff uh, a lot about uh, children, uh, children and psychology? Because I know that he shared uh, his own story yeah. uh, on many podcasts, uh, Tim Ferriss, uh, yeah. whatever. Uh, but it was his own experience uh, with the with the Nazis, and uh, oh, yeah. he he was uh, yeah they were searching for for the babies. It yeah. was in Hungary. He was in Hung yeah. he was Hungarian. He's Hungarian and uh, exactly, yeah. and there was bombing and uh, they were in this uh, shelter uh, but I I know that he's also within the medicine yeah he's very multidisciplinary so he went into different uh, directions and yeah. then 
in the end uh, he ended up with ayahuasca and treating uh, yeah. adults uh, adults uh, treating addicts uh, addicts, ad- yeah. addicts uh, with uh, ayahuasca and all he is kind of uh, I don't know maybe he became a sort of a shaman or yeah, yeah, yeah. he learned a lot yeah. as I've as I've uh, heard him talking about how he facilitates these uh, sessions yeah. in Mexico okay yeah. <laughs> so he he takes uh, addicts from uh, downtown Vancouver okay like even with uh, who are addicted to heroin cocaine that kind of stuff and yeah they they treat them in uh, in mexico because of the legal legal uh, circumstances yeah. yeah okay they are different yeah he, he 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 yeah he has a theory that all the all the um, all addictions come because of the yeah, child trauma um have yeah. you seen that video we're gonna share it sometime uh somewhere uh, you know there's the the hungry ghost from Gabor Mate. No. So it's about, uh, I believe it's in one of the old traditions, maybe in the Buddhist, that there is a hungry ghost, which is uh, like within you and it's never enough. And he says that the the people are addicted to, to certain substances because they have a pain. Yeah. And that those sub- substances they give a kind of pr- pain relief yeah and for that relief that's the the relief what they are addicted to not the su- another uh, mm-hmm. substance but the relief the feeling of okay now i have some uh, rest balance yeah yeah from this certain craving and pain and uh, yeah. whatever so he was showing people like it's a very very nice video video is like three to six minutes I, i'm not sure but uh, he was uh, showing people who who lost their teeth mm. uh, or or at the same time he was showing people maybe it was not him but it was his voice over okay. under a clip okay and uh, he was also showing people who have like butlers and castle and a collection of ferrari that they have also the similar patterns yeah, they yeah. are also dealing with the same uh, yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. so yeah that was the gabal mate is cool yeah it's cool yeah. yeah it's uh yeah it's 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 enlightening to to understand that yeah that if somebody has an addiction it's not really because they're stupid or whatever so yeah they have a pain that they're trying to numb or whatever which i guess we kind of knew but sometimes kind of like disregard um and and yeah and the, the addictions that you know it's not only drugs it's uh yeah food a, a big sex yeah. internet even my phone it's uh, sometimes it gets uh, too yeah. much yeah me too yeah throw it out of the window yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and it's also he's one of the also uh with Wim Hof, I, I see the same patterns, but with Gabor Mate is, is similar, and some others like uh, Stanislav Grof and uh, many many big big names are kind of uh, 
dancing or swinging uh, between science and all traditions yeah. science and all traditions and there is together it makes sense because if it's just uh, shamanism or some kind of uh, eastern religion or philosophy or buddhism or sufis or whatever yeah. then it's like woo woo and who knows what uh, why they say what they said and what is that behind and of course religions were many times kind of uh, kidnapped for the sake of uh, some power yeah. some emerging power and so of course we have to be careful and the science the other other hand the science or let's say the medical science of course it got uh, corrupted uh, on many ways yeah so there was also on joe rogan one uh, scientist he was more into nutrition okay and he says that uh, our uh, so how we can solve how medical science can solve acute cases like if an ambulance or it's a kind of emergency yeah. then we are superb so it's, it's super it's nice it's uh, like what else you need yeah. we kind of reached a very nice level where like it, it gives some uh, provides some feeling of safety yeah but uh, the chronic diseases how we how we treat chronic civilization related or lifestyle related diseases yeah. is like <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I read in, in an article recently that like the, for example the importance of the sun like mm. the importance of the sun to regulate like all your all your systems in, in, in the body but the the people that are recommend you know there's a lot of against the sun you know because the sun uh, the sun causes cancer and all mm. this stuff so so yeah the, the the people that are um yeah the medical association i think in the states they say no we recommend you that you block yourself from the sun and then if you have like problems like for example you know your, your pressure or your circulation and stuff like that then you take medicine for that instead of being like no be in the sun to regulate your system yeah. you know so it's so, yeah i think it's 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 a little bit um commercialized commercialized yeah. and also um, you know you know kind of like standardized fe fear-based uh, yeah. and and yeah kind of like I, I, I always don't really know if it's yeah I guess the commercial part is, is, is tricky but also then there's the part of the yeah of, of the actual patients that don't really want to know or, or 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 don't feel capable to empower themselves to understand kind of like what's going on with them and then all, they also have a decision in the yeah but also this uh, similar uh, what we mentioned about authority like the the doctors with yeah. their the, the white uh, yeah. what is the white dress yeah. they are like oh they they know it better and i was uh, it, it struck me a couple of months ago i somehow i i realized i realized maybe my my nephew had to go to the doctor and i also realized that when i was a sick uh, i was a kid and i was also always sick like two three times a winter at least uh, i always when i went to the doctor i uh, left with some uh, recipe yeah. some some receipt yeah, or yeah. How, how do you call it uh, like yeah, yeah, a prescription, yeah. prescription some yeah. prescribed medicine 
and I had to take it. And if I didn't get get uh, prescribed medicine, then like why I went to the doctor. Yeah. So I got the. It's like the default. Yeah, for a default, and also the the doctor had the authority to to give me the the permission uh, to not to go to school. Right. So I, I had to get get his or her uh, sign yeah, yeah. signature. So and of course getting into the Wim Hof getting into placebo and self-healing effects and the mind and just to by knowing that if you stay home and rest you kind of half already healed yeah or more yeah and uh, it kind of uh, struck me like this realization yeah. what I mean, it was so automatic, uh, automatized in a way in my mind too. That uh, okay, I go to the doctor. He or she is gonna give me some stuff. I'm gonna take some pills. Yeah. I'm gonna get better from that, and I get the signature. I don't go to school. Exactly. And of course, only only the prescribed medicine was the 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 real the real deal in exactly. this world. And the doctor had the authority to write it exactly. for me. Yeah, but I think it goes both ways because almost like in that system if you if you are the sick one and you go and you do not get prescribed anything then you're gonna be like what yeah you're not fixing me yeah you know you're gonna be complaining it's like by design it's <laughs> you want that exactly. yeah so yeah it's, it's uh it's funny but yeah it's, it's nice that yeah i don't know people are yeah with the internet and yeah with, you know, indeed the they can dig deeper a bit yeah. they can like wait a minute what what did i eat or what what activity i have done yeah. uh, what is the reaction what i have yeah, and they what's, can google what's it. my system yeah. my entire system doing and yeah so yeah it's good to it's, you know it's a it's a path to to know oneself better too no yeah. The, because yeah when, when when there's sickness it doesn't really mean just uh maybe something that is happening at this level because if you're yeah because you know if you're healthy then you can be if you're healthy in all your levels then you can you know maybe be outside and be cold and then not really get sick but yeah. you know the sickness is just a manifestation of some, some imbalance, imbalance you know? yeah. so i think i i heard it in another podcast and also i really believe this that you know sickness is almost like a communicator you know it's kind of like the lesson the yeah the channel of communication of, of your body to you like hey you need to pay attention in this or yeah you need to rest or you know you need to go you need to get back to balance when sometimes sometimes we just feel it as something is wrong but it's like it's like just the body talking instead of instead of being mm. it wrong it's just the body talking so, I, I like that yeah we have to we have to be aware of what is happening yeah we have to listen yeah. to the body too we don't listen with our ears to the body we listen through our feelings and our you know and seeing what's going on yeah i mean there are so, there's so many uh, distraction yeah yeah <laughs> indeed i think i need to get some water you know the you know you know the band molotov or no molotov yeah from Mexico. It's gonna be on the pod uh, the podcast. <laughs> see. Just
policías te está extorsionando Pero ellos viven de lo que tú estás pagando Y si te tratan como un delincuente ladrón No es tu culpa, dale gracias al regente Que cambiará el problema de raíz Y cambiará el gobierno de nuestro país A la gente que está en la burocracia No esa gente que le gusta la migaja Yo por eso me quejo y me quejo Porque aquí es donde vivo Yo ya no soy un pendejo que no guachas Los puestos del gobierno personas que se están enriqueciendo, gente que vive en la pobreza, nadie hace nada porque nadie le interesa, la gente de arriba le detesta, hay más gente que quiere que caigan sus cabezas y le das más poder al poder, más duro te van a venir a joder, vimos potencia mundial, somos pobres, nos manejan mal, dame, 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 dame todo el power para que te demos en la mano. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and uh, what else uh, changed? Because you look slightly different than the <laughs> last year. Less beard. <laughs> I uh, cut my hair a little bit. I don't know if I had long hair back then or not. Yeah. Yeah. Cut my hair. Yeah. When um. Yeah. When my son was born, I, I yeah. You know, I I did yeah. I did a little. You didn't want to traumatize. <laughs> no well when he was born i had the long hair but then i decided to yeah to, to do a change um, so yeah now i'm growing it again <laughs> i cut it because i had to go to work so cut it a little bit put a little bit of shape in it <laughs> yeah so yeah what else have have changed Well, we're thinking about uh, starting a podcast too with uh, with my friends, uh, with my friend uh, Dave from uh, Carmen Tribe mm -hmm. and uh, my brother Chris and another friend from Austin. And we're thinking that it's going to call, be called Roots of Impact. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, a little bit uh, fo following the philosophy of Wachama too. Mm. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So... And you're gonna just do it online, like uh, Skype. Uh, yeah, online. Recorded. Yeah. Uh -huh. And um, we want to do in Spanish too. Mm. People say that it, that my voice is nicer in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, also to to see if we can yeah, engage that that audience too. And um, yeah, Dave was Dave was you know he he closed Karma Tribe, but mm. he was uh, doing really good with the interviews in the Blissing Out. So. Yeah. So he thought like a way to continue would be through through a podcast, and I was thinking about doing one with my brother, just with my brother talking, and uh, but then, yeah, decided to join forces. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's uh, the idea is to yeah to I guess like like watch them too to accelerate the, the the change no and people to bring awareness and people to accelerate the change of uh, of positive doings in the world um yeah through interviewing leaders healers and teachers <laughs> mm. oh that's cool yeah sounds good yeah yeah, yeah. 
so another project yeah some, sometimes I was doing I was doing also um, well I'm still doing it which which hasn't finished but I got a little bit overwhelmed I was doing kind of like a business school from uh, a girl well a girl called Marie Forleo do you, do you know her yeah she, she's online online mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool and, and the course is really good too it's really intense like you have to like do work almost every day and uh, and it's a lot of like mind thinking and it gives you um yeah tools to see if you're if you're in so you don't really kind of like to know who your customer is going to be so your efforts are really directed towards the customer and you know and 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 focus on on like making like positive impact and stuff like that but yeah then you know and and i i i I was i was starting work with some with a life coach as well and i was kind of like really motivated and really hyped up and i was i I was just like saying yes to everything and doing a lot of things Mm. and then uh yeah last week i had like a bad weekend uh my we went to we went to Groningen because my yeah because elke had a hackathon there mm. which was pretty cool to see but i had to take care of the of, of paco all day uh, which which was fine but i also had the expectation of all these other things that i wanted to do as well in the weekend mm. because in the weekend also there's it's time for whenever I'm, I'm not working so i have like more time to do these other things and and yeah I, I wasn't being because i had to take care of paco i wasn't mm. able i wasn't being able to get to these things so i was like feeling that i was like falling behind and like stressing out and then that i would think i was transmitting that stress to 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 paco too and he was not be, being able to sleep also new place as well so mm. and yeah so i had like a really like emotionally tough weekend and then i came back last week and i couldn't really find my bearings like i was mm. like where am i going you know like what mm. you know all these things that i have like kind of like floating in my head so so yeah so i decided this week from yeah obviously you know this too but from from a course that i that i took in intuitive plant medicine um you know the 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 number one thing that you need to do if you want to do anything in this world is self-care you know it's mm. like you know be sure that you're healthy so yeah so i took a break and i decided to sleep my eight hours <laughs> mm. and not be going frantically for everything and then just see how things like start uh, aligning again um i even put the put my mother dough in the in the, in the mm. fridge to to take a break from 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 the break baking too and so yeah so this has been a yeah slow slowing down week and mm. then see what happens moving forward yeah, I also uh, like, you know, last year I decided to do only the podcast and, and the Wim Hof uh, instructor yeah. uh, related uh, things. That's good, yeah. Like that was my focus. Okay, no more other stuff, yeah. uh, no events, no contribution to change the world with other yeah. whatever green or what kind of social or organization, just these two. And that's going to be enough. Yeah. But it's more than enough yeah, exactly <laughs> so that's why uh there was like four four or five months uh, of uh you know like uh, not having podcasts because i was giving workshops in hungary yeah but then for the workshop you prepare as a as a good instructor yeah but it's still not enough because you have to take care of the of the marketing and sales and yeah, the, yeah. all the logistics yeah it's tough 
and uh, and then it's just uh, your attention and power just goes all all yeah. ways and also your your strengths no your strengths which yeah. are actually giving the course and stuff yeah. start like getting dissipated because you have to do all the other things yeah but you know that was in the in the, you know we can say from here it was an international context yeah. you know like uh, going there yeah uh, we shall see how it's gonna work out when i'm gonna give here some some activities we motivated yeah the logistics is a is a bitch yeah. <laughs> and the sales i'm still not a good salesman so <laughs> you know how to convert yeah 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 like looking at like at the, the guys that are doing the the paisan boulanger stuff they're yeah. like not online at all hmm. so it's kind of like they're dedicating themselves to 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 their craft fully you know hmm. and uh but yeah it's i heard i heard a quote somewhere that it, that said like kind of like be so good at, at what you do that people people cannot help but notice you know so mm. so yeah so it's uh yeah it's an interesting it's an interesting at the same time in this course that i'm taking it's like no you need to focus on marketing because you know you have a gift to give to the world and you have to make sure that you expose people to it and i think that's also valid too you know yeah. and, and also not to be so so arrogant to say no i don't need marketing because some people will find me because i'm so great that people are gonna find yeah. me you know so that's yeah I, it's kind of like yeah different different approaches and also like uh, I'm, uh, i mean maybe there are some uh, very uh, native indigenous tribes somewhere in australia or uh, south america or in yeah. africa who are not commercial yeah. but other than that yeah. everybody is taking the money like also a lot of money also the shamans also the buddhist uh, monks and lamas they yeah. are like, giving uh, meditation uh, weekend for 1800 uh, euros <laughs> and stuff like even these buddhists <laughs> <laughs> If I they mean, can do it, we can do it too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. in the in uh, in the end, it's just uh, another source of energy. What uh, makes you uh, capable of existing? Yeah, exactly. In this yeah, environment, it's an, an, an like, exchange, no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, energy uh, exchange. Exactly. If you're contributing, if you're contributing positively, then uh, there shouldn't be any, you know, reason why not to yeah get something yeah. in exchange that helps you be sustainable in what you do you know so yeah it, it, it's tricky but but yeah for sure for sure doable and i think yeah i don't know if it's a, a little bit of a trauma that a lot of people in our generation have or people that are trying to do good things but yeah some mm. people have it and some people just don't have it don't care just just go for it yeah yeah, and they are very good in sales. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe we need to find a salesperson. Yeah, it's uh, on my list. <laughs> cool. So, where we are at? One hour into. <laughs> it was also it was also kind of magical or you were you seemed both you and Elke seemed pretty high uh, looked like high after after Paco yeah. was born so 
I don't know if you can share some of the insights or yeah, you know. Th that was, uh, yeah, th that was yeah, that was yeah something I would like to 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 share and also yeah. So another thing, kind of like of the of kind of like the empowering stuff that we were talking about the medicine, right? Like mm -hmm. um, yeah, we we like it, it was funny because before coming to the Netherlands, we we had a friend, a really good friend that. Um, Came, had just arrived to, to Costa Rica and me and Elke just uh, had moved into a new house or rented a house uh, and and basically this 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 couple were they were living in, in the beach and and they found they wanted to have their, their their kid at home and in Costa Rica that's really not normal so they found uh, yeah they found a midwife in the doula to to kind of like you know kind of like go through go with them through the process but the midwife and the doula told, told her that she couldn't uh, have the baby in the house in the beach because it was too far away from any facilities so so they asked us to to see if she could have the baby in our house and uh yeah and it was uh it was a uh, it was a big uh like like it, you know it, it, it was you know it was for sure yes but it was you know something that was was different and 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 not normal you know so so and and you know it was going to be a hu huge experience you know and, and you know what if, what if something happens or whatever you, you you just like don't really know so but yeah everything was beautiful and magical and everything and so that kind of like gave us the, like the eye opening of this possibility plus this 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 um this friend, this friend, this friend of ours, she told us that she, when she found out that we were going to the Netherlands, she told us, "Hey, the Netherlands is like the country with with the most midwives, uh, in, 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 yeah, in the world." So yeah, we that stayed with us, but we really were not per se thinking that we were gonna have mm -hmm. a baby here. But then when the opportunity came, then we, you know, we we we. We started, yeah. We got a midwife. We went, we went through the Dutch system, which was the, the normal thing, and 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 we already wanted to have the baby at home, but we were so happy that the system was kind of like easily made for it, you know, because mm. even like we were getting messages from 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 family members in Costa Rica, like and and saying like, hey, like having the baby at home is like, you know, it's, it's crazy, it's dangerous, you know, like you shouldn't do it uh, you know like stuff like that you need to go to the hospital um even like we, we were getting like offered to to pay us for the hospital because mm. thinking that you know that having it at home was something that w it was weird or whatever so mm. yeah here in the netherlands it's so nice that that's an option and and if you want it it's the first option you know so so yeah so we went through the process with the midwives the midwives were really nice uh they were really supportive the checkups were really fast uh and and very caring and loving and stuff not really a lot of like checks uh we we only did um i think three ultrasounds one at the beginning to to, to check how long it was that elke was pregnant and then we did one at like yeah around like 30 weeks because they measured and they thought that the belly was a little bit too small for the time mm. but then everything was fine and then one at the end to make sure that the baby was facing down towards the last weeks 
But yeah, it was, uh, you know, no, 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 no really scary stories. Everything was, you know, this is the normal thing. Your body's like really made to do this. Uh, and we were even, we were even, uh, lucky that in, in a party that we went, Elke was like, yeah, I don't know, like 34 weeks pregnant. And we <laughs> went to a party. I don't know if, uh, the right thing to do or not, but we went to a party of our friends of a 10 year anniversary of some friends and we met um a, a, a girl well a lady that um a young lady that that did a uh, light birthing courses so basically again how to empower yourself to 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 understand that you are designed that the woman is designed to have babies and that it's a normal and natural process and that you know that basically what you need to do is you need to fall into the kind of like the oxytocin and melatonin cycles rather than falling into the adrenaline cycles mm. um, which is you know the adrenaline is more like f fear induced yeah so so that was kind of like okay you know like if we if we if you stay calm and relaxed then your body you know is is opening and that's what it needs to do for the baby to come out if you if you get scared which is normal like if, if you know if any animal gets scared while they're having birth they're gonna close uh, close up and then run to somewhere where it's safe and then open up there they don't want to have yeah. they don't want to if there's a predator going kind of come eat yeah. your kid you don't want to just deliver your kid there no you're gonna yeah. close up it might hurt or whatever but you're gonna go take it to a safe place so yeah so so, so we were we were you know, we, we were we were reading a lot as well, and we were we were we, were, we prepared for it, and also we, we we got coached really nicely, and and yeah, and the day and then the day came, and you know we were we were we were you know the the contractions or the waves they call them the waves they don't call them the the people that we worked with the the light birthing person person didn't call them the, the contractions because contractions you feel like things are like getting tighter when actually like from what i learned from this course is the the universe universe has two muscles mm. one muscle which is in the bottom that like holds the baby like in for all the pregnancy and then one muscle kind of like almost like the abs or whatever in the top and what happens is during the contractions the, the top one is pressing so the top one is like pressing like this squeezing so basically kind of like pushing the baby from the top so that one is contracting but then the one in the bottom has to relax to mm. to to open up so then that was also nice to to visualize of course i wasn't the one feeling it but at least i could like remind elke that that's, that's what was happening so then she could like you know uh yeah kind of like go through the process and yeah they, they they taught us a couple of, of breathing techniques so again the breathing mm. played a big part in in it as well and and yeah we we, we start we start the, the process started and we were there and eventually like we, we thought it was time to call the midwives we called the midwives the midwife um yeah to make the, the story a little bit short the midwife she had she had received another call so she was going to to another to another delivery uh, and she told us that she was going to call us in an hour then like 40 minutes after that Elke's water broke and so okay here's the real thing is coming the real thing is happening so we called the midwife again the midwife is like hey this lady here is also having the baby so I cannot go I'm going to call somebody else 
so we were kind of like a little bit left you know with with not knowing what was what was what was really happening and i was you know and every time the waves came um i was waiting underneath to see if anything happened because i don't i didn't really know exactly the timings uh and i and i was seeing that things were really happening and uh and um yeah then elke eventually was like hey you need to call somebody because you know even though because i was telling her like because i was trying to keep her calm hey like if whatever happens we can deliver the baby ourselves you know like we have like our own intuition and if the midwife is not here we're going to be able to deliver i what i didn't want her to do is to close up and hold yeah, herself and panic and yeah. panic and then like f- fear and, and pain would, would start com- coming up but eventually she told me like hey like i want somebody that knows what's going on to be here so i kind of like called the Wachningen uh, because we, we are in Benigom, so it's in Ede, it's in the yeah. in the, in yeah. the, in the yeah. next yeah. town so i called the Wachningen midwifery and luckily the midwife from Ede had called the midwifery from Wachningen and they told us like yeah a, a midwife is coming but yeah the midwife came which was an angel we didn't know her which normally it's nice to you know have a relationship with your midwife so then you're like comfortable being yeah. naked and all this thing yeah. but yeah Elke, Elke, Elke was definitely in the oxytocin cycle and she was like breathing all this and she was like completely like in another galaxy like in another galaxy it was it was great to see and I was just trying to you know go go like just be the tempo of the breathing with her hmm. and then uh you know arranging anything that yeah, i was trying to fill up the the, the pool thinking that she hmm. was going to have the baby there but she didn't want to the pool was not going fast enough and also hmm. she didn't want to be there um and yeah then the midwife arrived and uh she checked elke and she said like hey you're 80 percent there and then uh, almost like two waves after that the head was already there and uh and then the midwife told her like hey like it's gonna burn a little bit now so that was nice because that prepared Elke from from our pain that she wasn't expecting and once once the head came out Elke just pushed the entire body Elke was standing up she never lay down or anything she was always standing up uh, so it was pretty impressive her legs her legs were shaking because mm. she was squatting for so long mm through the entire process and uh but yeah it was it, it went it went relatively fast i think everything took like two or three hours and yeah it was then the baby came out and uh the the midwife like i was with my hands there too but the mi- midwife uh, received it before and they gave it to me and then the pack was like ah, crying i <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was so nice and then i just gave it to elke and yeah that that day was the, was beautiful with him and and everything so yeah so it was definitely a magical experience and you know and we couldn't have hoped for anything better but yeah like i think like you know we we were lucky to be here and to be able to receive like really nice uh, information about you know and a lot of uh, really nice guidance of of how we're like well not me but as you know as humans as women are are designed to to give birth and how it shouldn't be like a scary thing more like a you know like kind of like a divine thing or like a connection to you know to to like kind of like when you do like an ayahuasca healing or or something like that you know connecting with 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 a source of of existence Mm. and i think that's that's what happened and i think that's what women should should go for you know or yeah couples should go for because Mm. it's 
like I was I was almost jealous of Elke that you know mm. that I was not gonna have the full experience but yeah I had it in my own way you know like yeah. Um, but yeah it's when 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 women are not empowered to 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 know that they can do it themselves it's it's almost kind of like you're robbing i feel like of course again like medicine comes in medi the medical system comes in to play like in in situations where like you know the baby's in a weird position or whatever or or yeah. or, or, or something triggered the woman to to be in fear and you cannot reverse it and now you okay you need to you need to get the baby out because if not it's dangerous for the mom and for the baby so yeah so medicine is great there but like to make it the standard that this is going to be a divine experience and that you know you that in most cases uh it's going to be okay you know and yeah. and, and not yeah it also depends on the on the entire system yeah how exactly. you how you program yourself as yeah. a lady from from uh from very early age because yeah. then uh, you know for example yeah uh was a different case yeah I guess, but uh, imagine if someone is having all the programming, then uh, yeah. they're gonna have the the hospital as a default yeah. option, and everything which is not hospital, it makes them uh, stress. It's really scared, yeah. 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 So at the end of the day, the most important, the most, the lesson for me that is most important is that to be able to get into those oxytocin cycles, you have to the the woman has to feel safe. So if the woman feels right. safe in the hospital, then that's fine. You know, they, they should do it there. Um, yeah. Best, but, but yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully get more insights in, into not that you have to do it at home, but more insights that you can, that you're designed to do it, mm -hmm. not to be scared that like, this is something that you cannot do as a woman. This is something that you're designed to do, you know, and like, and actually yeah. like not only the physical part that you can do the physical part, but also like that you're like meant to go through this mystical experience mm. as well you know so mm. so I, I i don't know i thought that was yeah i thought that was so magical and yeah and, and we, we were so you know blessed and uh blessed for all the all the um, all the guides that we have had on the way and then also blessed that everything went well you know yeah so yeah, yeah because i also uh I had a, I have a friend who has uh, four kids. Okay. He's kind of uh, very open-minded yeah. and I think his his wife is a doctor. Yeah. And uh, I was asking him about uh, home home births. Yeah. But he was like no, he, uh, from four he had uh, with two uh, children some kind of complication. Yeah. So he was like oh, for us was uh, that was the best. Yeah. So it's also like the pre-check and all of these exactly. uh, many many details. Yeah. Uh, have to be considered yeah for sure and of, see, still uh, uh, hospitals can be in the long term can be turned to be or departments of hospitals yeah they can be more homey or exactly yeah you you, you always designed in a different way yeah. where you have different lights different colors different uh, shapes not these uh yeah kind of or you uh, or you bring or you bring you know you you're gonna be in a room delivering your kid and then you bring your stuff to make it homey you know you bring your light yeah. i think it's uh yeah i think it's about empowerment like if you being a woman in in, in that's in that point you you have like a final say you know you, you need to know that you're the one that has control of the situation yeah. and uh and and then th even the doctor you know the main doctor is there to 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 support you and 
so yeah so kind of like empowering women to to empowering couples really you know because maybe the woman doesn't want to be like arguing with the doctor at that point but you know then that's the job of the man you know like hey like this is what my wife wants and this is what we want to do yeah so. because that's actually kind of uh, this outsourcing society yeah. you know like uh, all of a sudden okay ladies are carrying their baby and all of a sudden it just pops up uh, the father often doesn't know what it, what has happened exactly. the lady also they didn't she didn't take the charge it was someone who was uh, making stuff underneath uh, exactly. happen yeah. and actually that that's the same happens when we when we die yeah so it was also a couple of months ago yeah. two months ago with my when my granny died yeah uh, it was also like a process like i arrived there an hour later or half an hour later so the doctor was not there so we had to take care all of this uh, about about you know uh, making a dead body uh, ready to yeah to pass to the other side yeah yeah so you know like uh, i don't know how does it work but uh, your your chin falls down and uh, it can be very it can be like rigid that uh, ah, okay. it should be yeah it cannot be uh, pushed up uh, okay, or closed well. uh, the doctor said the body releases it's uh, this very tension after okay. a couple of hours but i've been in funerals where people were like with this very open uh, mouth yeah so and again uh, if you just get the panic and just go right away someone and don't even touch don't even say hi don't close the eyes uh, nothing yeah it's a uh, yeah it's again outsourced you still might think that that is uh, that's not gonna happen with you yeah. but for sure it's gonna happen with yeah. everybody exactly <laughs> so because of this outsourcing even the birth and the death it yeah. be, it becomes so foreign or so yeah. so strange but it but it's part yeah of and probably the most important no yeah the mo- both both of the both of the most important parts in in, in in the process and the between is just a story but you know the beginning and the end you know are yeah. they, those are two milestones for sure <laughs> <laughs> for the biggest ones of, of that life yeah yeah so yeah I, I agree yeah i've been i've been reading about about death as well and i think it's yeah it's important that we you know you know that we're start getting comfortable with it again you know yeah. and also make it make it a part of a part of a ritual too you know it's um beautiful to to celebrate somebody somebody's life you know um of course you know there's there's some some sometimes sometimes that but there's tragic deaths but in a lot of cases you know we we die because we're old and we we live a good life and you know and then there's going to be stories to be told about about that person and you know wisdom to be shared and and stuff like that so so yeah i think we need to we need to we need to be connected with that part of of existence too and yeah of course at birth yeah both 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 can be considered a little bit scary but I think at the same point, they, at the same, at the same 
the time they can be considered beautiful too you know and yeah just transcendence in, in both ways <laughs> yeah. yeah okay I think we're gonna get kicked out uh, soon <laughs> so thank you very much for starting this new season you're welcome and thank you for the insights and hope to see you before you go back <laughs> <laughs> for sure who knows maybe another baby will come <laughs> <laughs> let me stay longer okay uh, say hi to the people bye everyone thank you very much uh, nice to be back in watch Emma <laughs> for the second season and uh, yeah till next time okay bye bye people ciao ciao ciao